This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. All right, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. Um, if you got a notebook to write notes in, pull that out. We're uh, in a series called Beyond, week three. Okay, uh, go with me to the book of Ephesians. Book of Ephesians and then Matthew. Kind of try to keep one finger in each. Ephesians chapter 3 and then Matthew chapter 18. Ephesians 3 verse 14 it says this. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and in on earth. Verse 16. I pray that he would unveil, unveil to you his unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Can I get an amen for that? Come on, explosive power. So Paul has a desire for us that we'd be filled with the power of God, that we'd be filled with the Holy Spirit, that he would empower us in our innermost being with supernatural life and strength. And the question is why? And the answer is this. The other day, uh, my boy Hector called me, okay? And, uh, and we were talking. And, um, and Hector just to be honest, struggles with something that I struggle with, right? We both struggle with anger sometimes, okay? Now, listen, Hector wouldn't hurt anybody, okay? He's a big teddy bear, okay? I promise you, okay? He might look scary, but he ain't scary, okay? He ain't a real, he ain't a real thug, okay? He ain't a real gangster, okay? He might act like one, but he isn't, okay? We're on the phone, and this is what Hector says to me. Because Hector's been going through some stuff. He said, Pastor Jeff, he said, two years ago, I would have done some really dumb stuff in anger and in unforgiveness, right? He goes, but God's doing something in my life. What is it? It's exactly what Paul's praying It's the explosive power of the Holy Spirit, okay? It's the presence of God that gets inside of us that helps us to what? Overcome the things of this world, right? Like God never intends for me or you to live in anger or fear or bitterness or um, addiction. This is never the heart of the Father, The heart of the Father is for us to be set free. So Paul is praying about being filled with the presence of God so that we can overcome in this life. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 19 says this. I tell you the truth. Whenever whenever you forbid on earth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do this for you, okay? 
So what, what is this? This is what we call the power of agreement, okay? So meaning this, that I have authority in Christ Jesus to bind things on earth and loose things from heaven, okay? I'll explain that to you. So John, okay, texted me last night. He goes, my boy, he's sick. He's like super high fever. He's hallucinating, all these different things, okay? So what do we do? We look at the word of God. What does Mark chapter four say? It says this, that there was a woman with a very high fever, okay? Jesus came, he laid hands upon her, he broke the fever, right? Then it said later that night that they brought everyone who was sick and oppressed by the devil. Amen? And it said what? Jesus healed all. Not some, not a few, all. So what do I tell John? John, you and Amanda, take authority over this sickness because Jesus has given us authority. I bind the sickness in Jesus' name, and I release from heaven supernatural life to his body. Amen? So Jesus is telling us we can bind things and loose things. So Paul's telling us that we need to be full of the Holy Spirit so that we can overcome in this life. But then Jesus is telling us a key to life. He's saying, listen, I need you to understand something. You need to figure out what you are in agreement in. I know some of that just went over some people's heads. Okay, I get it, but we'll, we'll get there, okay? Let me give you an example, okay? So like Hector, I deal with anger sometimes, okay? I'll tell you the two ways I deal with anger. The first one is this, when I don't get my way. Can I get an amen from anybody in the house, okay? I don't get my way, okay? Uh, the other one is when I'm not in control and somebody else is making a critical decision that I do not like. Can I get an amen from somebody on that? Okay? So I deal with some anger, okay? So let's deal with the, the my way, okay? Um, I'm a little uh, crazy, okay? It's okay. I said it about myself. My wife just amen, okay? I'm a little crazy, okay? So... Uh, Drew Keller has gone on a few trips with me, and, um, and we're talking the other day, and he goes, you are just somewhere on, like, some spectrum, okay? And he goes, he goes, no, and it's true. I mean, like, so he goes, I've been on two trips with you, and he goes, I've seen it now twice, okay? He's like, we're in the car. You're adjusting my heat. You're adjusting my radio. You are like turning things that are like, like if it's a label, I want it turned a certain way. He goes, we get to the hotel room. He's like, you unpack everything, literally everything. He's like, you go into the bathroom. You, he's like, I watched you. I'm like, Drew, that's kind of weird. Okay, <laughs> that's just a little weird. He goes, he goes, I watched you go into the bathroom. He goes, I watched you put all of your bathroom stuff like on the counter and then like turn it to the exact specification that you wanted it, okay? I told you I'm crazy, okay? I'm a little crazy, all right? So it's like stuff like this, okay? It's like this, okay? Um, how many of you have seen the LeBron thing where he like does the powder, okay? You know what I mean? That happens every day in my shower, okay? Just 
all over my body, okay? It's just head to toe, because I hate smelling, okay? I don't like smells, okay? I don't want to smell. I want to smell good, okay? I want you, I want you to hug me and be like, ooh, Pastor Jeff smells good. This is what heaven's going to smell like, okay? Okay? So Jess says to me, Jess says to me the other day, hey, I'm doing a Kroger click list. Can we thank God for Kroger click list? Somebody. Oh, it saved us, all right? She said, what do you need? I said, I need some gold bond. Come on, gold bond, in Jesus' name. Like the burn, okay? It's good stuff, okay? So I get home, and what do I find? The biggest bottle of gold bond I've ever seen in my life, okay? It's like the economy size, okay? So the other day, um, I come home, and I have a bag, okay? And in my bag is this bottle of gold bond. And Jess goes, I bought you gold bond. I said, I know, but I don't like that size of gold bond. I like this size of gold bond. I, there's too much that comes out of this one, and it's just enough that comes out of this one. I told you I'm crazy, okay? Listen, listen. All right. All right. Uh, Matt, come here. Hold the mic for me, okay? Um, listen, can we just make this clear how we fold a T-shirt, okay? All right? Right? We flip it, we, yes, yes, we flip it, and then we fold it so we can see, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you, okay? This is how just folds stuff. She said she doesn't have time. She doesn't have time. I was at Panera the other day, and the girl taking my order, I'm like, you are not hearing me right now. Because if you think I'm crazy about this stuff, I'm even crazier about food, okay? I will send something back in a heartbeat, okay? And I knew this girl wasn't getting it, so I'm like, they're like making my food, it's to go order. And so I say to the guys, I can see them making my food, and they're making it wrong. And they have tomato on my food, okay? And so I say to the guy, hey, listen, really nice? I'm not mean. I'm like, yo, uh, I don't think we're making the food right, you know? And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so he, like, proceeds to transfer the meat that had touched the tomato to another piece of bread. And I said, no, 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 no. There's tomato juice on that, okay? We need a whole fresh thing of meat and cheese. You all hate me now. Every one of you, every one of you hate me. You hate me, okay? So, needless to say, I am crazy particular, okay? Crazy particular. And I have learned to use the help of the Holy Spirit when I don't get my way. Or how about when um, I'm not in control? Listen, this is, this is a big one. I'll tell you why it's a big one. Because my dad was an awful dad. And he left when I was three. And he spun my life completely out of control. Right? Some of you have stories like that. Right? And then you're thrown into a moment in your life that you could have never dreamt or imagined. And all of a sudden, things are happening that you're not in control of because of somebody else's bad decisions. It's really painful, isn't it? 
So I'm just going to be honest with you. Like growing up, I was like, I'm never going to give somebody else the power to have control to make bad decisions for my life. And I know it's an it's a issue. Okay? I, look, I'm telling on myself. But the reality is we all have stuff like this in our lives. We all have junk in our lives. We all have things that we need the Holy Spirit to help us with. Okay? I need the Holy Spirit to help me. But I also need to figure out, what do I agree with? Am I going to agree with anger, or am I going to agree with the love of Christ that can help me overcome? Does that make sense? So we're going to talk over today and next week. These are 10 things that I really believe that we need to get in alignment with God, in agreement with the Word of God, and have the Holy Spirit help us to overcome in life. Is that cool? Okay, so if you, got, if you want to take a note, you want to write something down, this is a really great time to do that, okay? Number one is this, my future. My future. Am I in control of my future, or is God the Father in control of my future? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, it says this, trust in the Lord completely. Completely. I understand there are times in the word of God where you're like, I don't understand that passage. Or let's just be quite honest. We just read the word of God and we go, oh, I don't like that part. That's not for me. We're going to keep swiping, you know. I didn't like that verse on Instagram, you know what I mean. I rebuked the person who posted that, right. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions, With all of your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him, meaning who? Jesus, become intimate with him. And whatever you do, he will lead you wherever you go. Why does it deal with your opinion? Because your opinion is deceitful. You can't trust your own opinion, okay? You can't always trust your heart. I know that everything in culture and life is telling you to obey your heart. Don't obey your heart all the time. It wants things that are contrary to what God desires. Right? I mean, has your heart ever told you that you wanted some Burger King? Right? And then you get some Burger King, and you're like, my heart is messed up because my stomach is messed up. I don't trust my heart anymore, right? This is why Proverbs tells us to trust in the Lord completely. What is he really saying? Trust in the word of God completely. You want to know how God talks and how he sounds? Read the Bible. It will probably be different than your mind or how you sound, but that's okay. We need the truth of the word of God to redirect our hearts, to redirect our thoughts, to redirect my path, because either I'm in control of my future or God is. And I don't know about you, but I know this, that when I'm in control, I typically mess it up. I typically do something that's harmful to my life or to somebody else's life or to my future. Can I get an amen from anybody on that? 
I know you're like, oh, I didn't want to say amen to that one. Our future, are we in agreement with God to say, God, you are the one who directs my path. What do you want? What do you see fit? How do you want me to go? My future, number one is my future. Number two is this, my marriage. And I know that some of us in the room are married and some of us aren't. Can I get an amen from all the married people in the house today? Amen, okay? And I know that sometimes when I say marriage, other people tune out. Don't tune out because you're going to be married someday, okay? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25 says this, For wives, this means, a, this means being supportive to your husband like you are tenderly devoted to the Lord. For your husband provides leadership. And can I just stop right there? Men, you are called to lead your home. Oh, I thought I would get an amen from all the women in the house right there, okay? You are called to lead. I didn't write this. God desires for you not to just lead financially, right? God desires for you to lead spiritually, that you are setting a course and a path for your wife and for your children to follow, right? Okay? God has put that demand on us as men to be the leaders of our house, okay? Just as Christ provides leadership for his church in the same way the church is devoted to Christ. Let wives be devoted to their husbands in everything. Verse 25. And to husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wife in the same way tenderly devotion that Christ has demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us, sacrificing himself. Verse 28. Husbands have the obligation to love and caring for their wives in the same way, loving and caring for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body, and then nobody abuses his own body, but pampers it, serving it, satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ does for his church. So what is Christ talking about? What is Paul talking about as it relates to marriage? Well, as we learned this weekend at the marriage conference, you have got to learn how to die. Listen, marriage will kill you in Jesus' name, okay? It will kill your pride. It will kill your ego. It will kill you. Listen, God designed marriage to make sure that you are not selfish. Whoa! Right? I'm going to take somebody with a crazy different past and somebody with a crazy other different life and I'm going to put them together, and they're going to have to learn to submit and love and care and tend for each other. You have to learn to die. You're going to have to learn to die some, to, to some expectations. Okay? Listen, just pray for Jess. Just fast and pray for her. Did you see how crazy I am? Okay? My expectations sometimes of life is just crazy through the roof. I have to learn to die. I have to be like, that is not a big deal in the grand scheme of my life. 
It's okay for me to die. It's okay to learn how to love without conditions, right? We love well when the other person is loving well. But can you love well when the other person isn't loving you well, right? You got to die. And listen, I want to say this, okay? You are going to have some good days in dying, okay? There's going to be some good days at the funeral of Shannon Wesley. You know what I mean, okay? Not the real funeral, okay? okay. There's going to be some good days. But then there's going to be some bad days, correct? I mean, listen, January, you know, 1st, man, it was a good day. That was a great day. Me and Jess, we were in Chicago. I died in myself. We went to some plant stores, okay? I mean, have you been to a plant store? You know what I mean? Like, they're not the most entertaining place in the world. You're like, wow, that one looks kind of like the other one. And they're both green. Praise God. It's awesome, right? That was a great day. The other day. Wasn't a great day. It was actually Valentine's Day, the day of the marriage conference that we're believing for you to find victory in your marriage. And we're not finding victory in our marriage that day, okay? Right? You're going to have some good days dying. You're going to have some bad days dying. But here's the key. Here's the key. You make a commitment that says forever. Forever. Forever, good, bad, ugly, forever. And through the power of the Holy Spirit in agreement with the word of God, I will overcome and we'll celebrate 50 years of marriage someday. It's going to be a great day. I wonder how feisty I'm going to be at that point. (laughs) She said I'm exhausted. Listen, how many of you know this? The more I die, the happier I am. The more I die, the happier I am. And so for all of you that aren't married, that's okay. Just get it in your head. Like, just start dying to things now. (laughs) Just get in a habit of it, like, right now, okay? Number three, number three is this. Will I agree... And let the Holy Spirit use me in this area. Number three is this, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, it says this. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Yes. Did you read it? Did you hear it? That because of Christ, because of his sacrifice on the cross, because he gave his life for you, that God the Father doesn't see your sin, your guilt, your shame, but he looks through Christ Jesus, and because of the blood of Christ Jesus, it makes you clean, it makes you whole, and he sees you perfectly. Did you read that? So he says this, I want you to forgive others just like I forgave you. Mark 11, verse 25. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone who is holding a grudge against you so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. 
Don't judge others, and you won't be judged. Let's just go home right there in Jesus' name, right? Don't judge others, and you won't be judged too. Don't condemn others, or it will, be, or it will come, against, come back against you. Forgive others as you have been forgiven. Proverbs 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered person starts fights. Yes, I do, in Jesus' name, okay? Okay? But a cool-tempered person stops them. So there are three things we need to learn about forgiveness, okay? Number one is this. I want God to hear my prayers. Did you catch that? It's a promise. God promises this. If you will forgive, I'll forgive you, and I will hear your prayers. Yeah? I want God to hear me. I don't want God to turn his back and his ears away from me. I want God to be attentive to what I say and what I'm asking and what I'm praying for because I really need his help. I really need his grace. But he says this. He goes, listen, I need you to understand something. If you can't forgive, if you can't release, if you can't let go, if you can't forgive and, and, and go, I'm going to release that person, he goes, it's going to affect your prayer life. And then you're going to be in a season, you're going to go, I feel like, like God's not moving on my behalf. You know, the first question I ask somebody when they go, I'm just not feeling like God's grace a whole lot right now, or I'm not feeling God's power a whole lot right now, the very first thing I will ask somebody is this, who do you need to forgive? Oh, come on. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. You know what will happen? They will start streaming tears. Why? Because God's dealing with the issue. The issue is bitterness. The issue is anger. The issue is resentment. The issues, the deep, ugly, gross issues that the devil loves to lock people up in. Amen? And Jesus says this, if you'll forgive, my grace will flow. My life will flow. My abundance will flow. The first thing is, I want God to hear me. The second thing is this, okay? I want God to forgive me. Did you see that promise? He says, if you forgive, I'll forgive you. Now, I know all of you are way holier than I am, okay? And I get that, and I applaud you, okay? That's great news, okay? But I need grace. Man, come on, come on. I need more than that, okay? I need grace. Do you need grace? Thank you. Thank you. I want to be forgiven. I want God to forgive me, okay? The third thing is this. When we forgive, we are like Jesus, right? That's the nature and the character of Jesus. We are called to look, smell, act, talk, be like Jesus. I don't know if any of you follow me on social media, but a couple months ago, um, there, I, I posted this video of this young man, and uh, he was in a courtroom, 
and uh, one of his family members had been uh, brutally murdered um, by the other person in, in, the, uh, in the courtroom. And this young man sat at the testimony booth, and he looked across the way and said, I want you to know that I forgive you because Jesus has forgiven me, and I want to extend forgiveness to you. saw that video, it just broke me. I'm like, that's the goodness of God. When God can fill your soul to, to just overflowing, that you can give forgiveness in situations that you shouldn't, right? There's situations in your life that you shouldn't give forgiveness because it was painful and it was wrong and it wasn't right. And it was an injustice. But you've got to figure out, do I agree with God's word? And I'm going to allow God to be the one who revenges my life? Or am I going to take revenge? Man. Oh, man, it's thick in here. Right? Forgive. I guarantee you, if you learn to forgive, you will see a flow of the power of God. A flow of the goodness of God. Number four is this. Number four is this. Your mouth. Your mouth. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says this. The tongue can bring death or life, and those who talk will reap the consequences. And when everybody's thinking about somebody they know that just talks too much right now, right? We're all thinking about somebody, right? Okay? Proverbs 15, verse 4 says this. When you speak healing words, you offer fruit from a tree of life. But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Amen? First thing you need to understand about words and the power of your words is this. You will always have what you say. You will always have what you say. I know some of you are thinking, like, are you Joel seen right now? Like, are we? Okay. All right, listen. If you are constantly saying, I'm so tired. I'm just, I'm just always so tired. I'm just always on empty. I'm just so. You know what I mean? That's Elena. Literally. She's a narcoleptic. I promise you. She's been at her house so far. I'm, like, talking to her, and I'm like, oh, she's out. She's gone. See you later. We speak things like, I'm so tired. We're always saying, like, I'm angry. Or here's, here's one that I hear all the time. This kid of mine is the worst. This child is just terrible. This child is horrible. This child, I remember I had this mom tell me, she was like, listen, she, we were doing kids ministry. She dropped off her kids. She's like, I'm, my, my son is the devil. And I was like, don't say that. She goes, no, he's the devil. Okay? And I was like, please, don't say that. Listen, we say things like, I can't stand them. Right? We say things like, I can't do it. Listen, every time our boys say, I can't do it, we correct them right away and say, no, you can do it in the power of Jesus Christ. You can do anything. Listen, you will have what you speak. Your words are life and death. 
and they are paving the way to your future. Did you see that? What I speak today will come into reality. And the devil, he is waiting for you to speak out death. He wants your words to agree with his kingdom. So when you're like, I'm so angry at my husband, he will never change. I get the frustration, but it's got to flip around. You got to say, in the name of Jesus, I bless my husband and the Holy Spirit has him and he will change him and he will be the best husband ever. You're like, well, I don't feel it. Well, so what? <laughs> so what? There's lots of things I don't feel. That's why it's called faith. I speak in faith. I'm believing things in faith. Listen, it's fun right now. This room is super full and there's lots of people and there's lots of new people constantly coming. But there was a day and a time that this room was not full and those rooms were not full. And I just spoke in faith. I would tell the elders all the time, there's just people coming. (laughs) There's people coming. You know what I mean? And sometimes, listen, here's the thing about, about Speaking out what God wants to say, people will think you're crazy. They will think you're on crazy pills, okay? They'll be like, did you not see that you just got fired? Right? They will think you're crazy. It's okay. It's fine. You know why? Because I serve a crazy God that does the impossible, right? that nothing is impossible in Christ Jesus. So we have got, listen, I, man, people tell me all the time, they're like, man, I'm just, especially, can I just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit this for a second. When we have an illness, we tend to identify with the illness and we attend to talk about the illness, Right? What are you doing? You are empowering the illness with your words, right? I have to speak God's truth. Even though I'm in pain, I, listen, I remember, listen, I I dislocated my knee. It was crazy painful, okay? And it was a long recovery, and I remember the mornings were really hard because it was tight, it was sore, and it was just a lot of pain. And I remember I'd be in the shower, and I'd just be like, God, I thank you that my knee is perfect, and it's whole, and it's pain-free, even though it was hurting so bad. What am I doing? I'm aligning my faith with the promises of God. Amen? I'm using my mouth to release the goodness of God. Listen, we've got to learn to use our mouth to just bless people. Bless people with your mouth. Let your mouth be flowing with the goodness of God, just like it said here where where your words can be like healing words. You know your words can bring healing to somebody, can literally heal them. Did you know that? Did you know that children that are sick, this is a scientific fact, children that are sick in the hospital that have families that speak words of healing and life over them recover 10 times faster than other kids? It's the truth. 
You're speaking out life. Listen, um, I know, I know, is he here today? I, I don't, oh, he, he's not here today. That's okay, that's all right. Listen, listen, we have a gentleman in our church. He just had knee surgery. And we prayed, and I, and, and, and I said to him, I said, listen, we're going to agree and pray that you're going to recover 50% faster than you should. And I said, as soon as you get out of surgery, I want you to declare that I'm going to heal 50% faster than I should. He was here last week. He had surgery one week ago, one week ago, with no cane, no walker, walking on his new knee that had just been in surgery five days before. He went back to the doctor on that Friday, and his doctor goes, everything looks like it's healing 50% faster than it should. Can we get an amen? What you say matters. You are either blessing or cursing your life with your words, okay? Number five, uh, kind of my two guitar players come up, end on this. How we love people. How we love people. Colossians 3, verse 12, it says this, So robe yourself with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful, be merciful as you understand others. Be compassionate, showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable, patience with others, tolerating other people's weaknesses in the family of faith. Let's just take these words real fast. Endeavor to understand. Endeavor to understand what? Your boss and your coworkers that you think are crazy. Endeavor to understand them. Endeavor to understand that they might be going through hell and you don't know what they're going through and they might be wiling out at work and bringing it out on you. But if you would put yourself in their shoes and find out who they are and what's going on, you may understand who they are and you might have grace and compassion for them. Amen? Okay, compassion. He said compassion, having empathy, caring about others, kindness. Kindness should mark our lives. Listen, there is this lady in the name of Jesus. She works at Cheesecake Factory, and I see her all the time. She's the takeout lady, and I see her all the time. And I always, always, always am just kind to her. Why? Because people treat her like crap all day, Right? Where's my food? You messed this up. Can we be faster? So I'm just always kind and gracious, and I always leave her like a 20 to 30% tip. Ain't nobody leaving takeout tips, right? So this has been going on for like a year. And you know what she said to me? I've never told her this. I've never told her this. She saw me the other day. We were setting up. For the marriage conference and I walked in she goes Jeff right I was like yeah she goes chicken fingers right I was like oh yeah <laughs> and then you know what she says to me she goes you're a pastor aren't you I said how did you know that she goes I found you online she said when I get a Sunday I'm going to come check out your church I've never told her that I was a pastor. I've never invited her to our church. All I've done is just been kind. Kind. Kindness. Let kindness mark your life. Unoffendable. It said unoffendable. Did you know that getting offended is a choice? We choose to be offended. We choose it. 
we can choose to be unoffendable. You can't offend me because the grace of God flows through my life. So tolerating weaknesses. Man, I understand this is hard. There's so many times I just want to smack people. I just want to smack the taste out of their mouth. Okay? Listen, people have weaknesses. I have weaknesses. We got to learn to tolerate them and be okay with them. I said, authentically humble, putting somebody else first. Did you know that you could be somebody's blessing? Did you know that you could be the answer to somebody's prayer? Did you know if you would humble yourself, get to know somebody, hear their story, talk to somebody, that you could be the answer that somebody needs? Amen? This is why I say this all the time. Don't just run out of here. Find somebody. Meet somebody. Go get some chicken after church. You know what I mean? You think I'm joking. I'm not. Like, go eat with somebody. Go have a meal. Go spend some time. Don't think of yourself as like, man, my life is just so crazy. I just got to get to my thing. Man, think about others. Just stand up this morning. So with the idea of others, um, we got a big announcement uh, today. Go ahead and put up that graphic uh, for me. On March 8th, we're going to two services. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Ten and eleven forty-five. We gotta make room. Parking lot's full, the building's full, we gotta make room for people. Amen. God wants to double the house. Okay? But we gotta love people well. When people come in, we gotta love them well. Okay? Go greet somebody. Even if you're new, go go meet somebody. Go love somebody. Go introduce yourself. Go bless somebody. Don't think of yourself higher than somebody else. Go take care of somebody. Listen, we got next class. We need everybody's help. If you're not signed up, come on. Come on, we, listen, we need your help. We're going to two services. We need help. Amen? Come on, isn't the Word of God really good? Can we give it up for the Word of God today? It's just so good. So rich. You grab a hand next to you and we're in pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, God, for blessing us with it. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'd fill us with compassion, love, fill us with understanding. Lord, we choose, choose, choose to come into agreement with your truth, not our truth, not the world's truth, but your truth. And Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would strengthen us and empower us to overcome in this life. To be like you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We love you. Uh, elders, if you guys could come on down. Um, if you need prayer for anything. And listen, we believe in the power of agreement in prayer. In prayer. If you need prayer, if you need an answer, if you need to see God move in your life, don't let this moment pass. Come on down. Let us pray with you and agree with you. Amen? Hey, we love you so much, and we're so honored to serve you and to bless you. Come on, give it up for Jesus one more time. We love you. We love you. Have a great day. We'll see you back here at 4 o'clock. 
Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.